are listening to the Life Stories Quilt Podcast. I'm your host, Sharzad Arshadi. In this episode, with Lucien Serhan, we had an online interview with Hisham Kayet, a Palestinian filmmaker and activist. Hisham is the multimedia coordinator of Al Janan, the Arab Resource Center for Popular Arts in Beirut. On May 20th, 2020, Lucine organized this online interview in order to talk about Palestinians' situation in the refugee camps during the corona time. My name is Hisham Kaid. Uh, I'm an artist or a filmmaker uh, working with uh, Aljana Center, uh, the Arab Resource Center for Popular Arts uh, as a deputy uh, coordinator or general coordinator. And also I'm, the, I'm an activist at, the, at this center and working uh, inside the marginalized uh, communities, especially the Palestinian camps and Syrian camps or gatherings. I support them by a psychosocial support program or by doing or organizing uh, cultural and arts uh, projects and activities working with the children and youth, uh, giving them the tools to uh, express their issues and their concerns and uh, show it to the people to let them know what exactly uh, are doing or is doing inside these communities. Mm. Are, you, are, you, are you working inside the refugee camps or are you, you're, you're outside? Okay, uh, actually our office, uh, we have two offices, the one in, in Beirut and one in uh, Wadi Zaini area. It's a, it's a, it is the biggest uh, Palestinian gathering in Syria uh, in Wadi Zaini. Yeah, but, uh, but most of our projects, they are inside the camps. And also we are a lead partner for UNICEF, uh, for UNICEF and we have uh, some partners that we support them directly or they are our partners that we do our projects uh, through them yeah so and this is the main uh, aim for us that to make uh, bridges between the Lebanese communities and the Palestinian or the refugees communities yeah. mm-hmm. Palestinian refugees communities how big is this how big is it in, in Lebanon Actually, there are two numbers, okay. One number, which, uh, which is the government uh, did an assessment, let's say, did an assessment from uh, four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's almost to 100,074 or 75, okay. And in Anirwa box, uh, it's around four, uh, 450,000. So there are two different numbers. Which one we have to follow? We don't know. Some people saying uh, the Lebanese government say this number just for, or or to give the nationality or to, uh, to to let the other communities in Lebanon accept uh, the Palestinian to be part of the community and so on. Yeah. And some people said no, this is the reality. But what we can say. Most of the Palestinian youth or uh, families, they are uh, trying to, or some of them, they uh, left the country to search to another opportunity in Europe or in Canada or in in America because of the policy here or the politics here and the rules that the Lebanese government, they put it uh, in the 
Mm. But Hisham, sorry, do they mention also like this number is also like included the Palestinian uh, from Syria, the refugees one no. that they are here now in Lebanon? No, 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 no. This is something else because because uh, the number uh, with the Syrian they say that the Lebanese government it's almost one million, so one million plus. Yeah. In the past, it was uh, almost two millions, but now, yani, Syrian with the Palestinian Syrian, it's uh, around one million. Right now, if there is a pandemic, I know it's uh, the situation is completely different. But normally, how is the health and education situation in the Palestinian camps, in the refugee camps? Actually, uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, Be because uh, if you go just uh, try to go to the camps and try to do some interview with the children and ask them to read, let's say the grade ten. Okay, ask, uh, give them a book or a paragraph or a paper and ask them to read it, and you will discover they they have uh, many weakness uh, education. They can't read this uh, paper. Yeah, even that. They study in, inside the UNRWA or inside the schools inside the camp for many years, and you discover that they don't they don't have one uh, correct English uh, sentence. Yeah, uh, and uh, and this is because of the, the there is no monitoring from UNRWA actually the good mm -hmm. monitoring uh, to the system. Yeah. And no evaluation. This is uh, very important. Another thing that the Lebanese government, they don't uh, care about what's going inside the camps. Uh, there are many drugs, there are many groups that relate to some parties or new groups that just uh, they want to show the power uh, there. Even that, because of the Lebanese rules, people inside the camps, they don't care about the education because they, they care to find jobs or work to, to, to have money or to be, to, to be alive in this country. So you have two communities, Palestinian communities, one community who live inside the camps, okay, and one community who live outside the camps. Oh. Maybe the uh, people who live outside the camp, okay, these people have more uh, chance uh, to find jobs and to uh, communicate and to be part of the Lebanese society and uh, to find ways to how to deal with the, with the issues. But people who live inside the camps because they are suffering from everything there. This is uh, why the education and uh, others program, they are really very... These, these refugees are living there for a long time or they are just coming and just uh, can go to the society after a while or they're living for a very long time? Most, most of them, they, they live for a long time actually. Mm. It's like from 1948, they just come and yeah. after they started the camp, they yeah. settled down and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, three, four generation actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. they live inside. They live inside the camps, and they uh, the camps uh, mean for them as as identity actually, mm -hmm. because they feel more comfortable when they live inside the camps. Okay, and communicate with their peoples. They speak the same language. They have the same cultural. Uh, no one boring on them, no one uh, telling them uh, bad words because also 
uh, I don't know if you know the camps or not uh, very well. Uh, most of the camps, they are surrounded uh, by the army or the, by the borders. So it's not easy to enter to the camps. And if you want to enter to the camps, so you have to, uh, you have a checkpoints and in the checkpoints, some checkpoints take maybe half an hour, one hour to just pass by. Okay. So some people, uh, some people say, uh, well, we have to go outside if we don't have something urgent. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to to suffer, yani, waiting and uh, stop on the checkpoints and so on. Which governments or which organization is responsible for these uh, refugee camps? Who is responsible for the camps? Uh, and who's responsible about the education, about the health, about the other uh, issues? It's uh, UNRWA. It's UNRWA yeah. uh, organization. This is part of the United Nations. Uh, UNHCR. It's uh, they are responsible for the Syrian people. Yeah, yeah. or people who came, or even that uh, people who came, uh, Palestinian uh, Syrian who came from Syria to Lebanon. Uh, their uh, work or their their relation to the UNHCR. But people who came from uh, the first generation who came to Lebanon, okay, during the forty-eight, yeah. I was responsible. Yeah. But who's responsible for the security inside the camps? It's the parties uh, who, uh, the parties they are responsible for uh, inside the camps. But uh, the question, do they have a power to be uh, responsible or to lead these uh, things? No, no at all. Because inside the camps, the, each camp they have uh, like corners or groups that they are control, controlling the things there. Yeah. With this already situation was bad before this uh, virus, and now now how how do they deal with this? What is the situation in refugee camps? Cleaning situation? How 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 do they deal with this? Actually, uh, as Lucine knows, okay, the situation is very bad uh, from all steps uh, uh, because uh, the environment there is not very good. Uh, opportunity, opportunity to work, uh, the electricity, and so on. But now it's worse actually, and this is why outside the camp you can see some controls from the government, uh, people uh, caring about what the government is saying. Yeah, but inside mm -hmm. the camps, because because people live in a, a box actually, in a, in a in a small area that they have thousands of people live inside, like Shatila like camp. It's it's less than one kilometer. Okay, mm -hmm. and there there are. Uh, thousands in this case, one kilometers, more than uh, 10,000 actually, yeah. Uh, even that, they have uh, a huge uh, buildings, okay, because, because there is no system there to control about the, the buildings, yeah. And you, you, you see how people, they are, they look like they are living in one, in one room, yeah. Mm. So some people, or most of the people inside the camps, they don't care about the virus, yeah. And, and this is how, what happened in Al-Jalil, in Al-Jalil camp. I don't know if you heard about the news. They discovered some uh, cases uh, there, so. <clears throat> Uh, next day, or uh, yeah, next day, uh, they they took one woman from this home because the because she affected uh, by the virus. They took her to the hospital. Okay, second day, <coughs> her sister 
<coughs> before they come and do checks uh, about all the people who live in that area, her sister was sitting outside and she has a hubble bubble, argile, and she was uh, taking argile uh, and doesn't care about anything. Even people uh, close to her, the neighborhoods, they don't care. And some people, they use the argile with her. Okay, the Hubble bubble. So after one uh, one week, okay, they discovered that the, the two ladies, okay, and the children from the same house, they affected by the virus. So, so uh, some organizations they are trying to give awareness uh, campaign about the virus actually, and and we we as Anjana and also as a part of. Uh, UNICEF Umbrella, we, we did a big role to uh, do awareness uh, campaign about the COVID-19, yeah. Mm-hmm. But people, they, but people there, there, they don't actually, they have very small houses, very small houses, and in each house, they have a big family, a big number of the family, yeah. So imagine that you have two rooms and one bathroom, and there are, uh, there are eight persons inside this house, so what will happen yeah and even that there there is very little activities that encourage people how to deal with each other during these kind of crises or situations mm-hmm. and this is why actually we discovered or we produced many reports we have a media platform called kamji kamji is a media channel that focusing on the refugees here Mm. in Lebanon and we were showing that people uh, they don't care and the government don't give any attention about <coughs> what what is going inside the camps uh, or inside the refugees uh, area and this is why uh, some uh, Lebanese uh, activists or leaders they were uh, asking or saying we have to close these camps or these catering uh, and close it and don't allow anyone to go outside. Yeah. Just they want to put them in the uh, corners and uh, isolate them. So, uh, so this is the situation. Uh, people there, they, uh, they also, some of them, they don't believe that there is a coronavirus actually. Uh, and they said, no, this is just uh, can come uh, to in China or in Europe, but uh, for us, we'll not see and see who has coronavirus here in this area. Mm-hmm. Some people, uh, till now, they don't believe that there is a virus, actually. Mm-hmm. But Hisham, do you have uh, like any idea about like how many cases in general in all the camps? Because I know that it's not that much, but like, do you have any idea about that? Yes, of course, because because we were uh, supporting the family who affected uh, by the virus. Uh, we were supporting them by uh, psychosocial uh, activities or uh, programs. Yeah, we were responsible for this actually in Jalil. So uh, two ladies, two ladies uh, affected, and they took them to the hospitals. Okay, and uh, ten persons, ten persons, they affected. Uh, Five of them, they affected by the virus, and uh, five, and five, they asked them to stay and not to see anyone, and they put them in in another school in Al Jalil camp. Okay, but so it's so, it's, so, all, it's uh, only on Al Jalil. What about Ain Al Ain Al Why I'm no. asking because it's the biggest camp in in mm. Lebanon. 
nothing official nothing official nothing يعني just a جليل كام ان ان بعلبك affected by the virus till now yeah we talk about social distancing and uh, staying home but the thing is there is this luxury doesn't exist in refugee camps mm. and people yeah. they, if people living in crowded areas and there is uh, there is no there is n- there is not possibility of this social distancing to uh, to to keep people safe but uh, is there international organization are they taking responsibility are they giving extra help during this period to refugee camps i want to tell you something and this is really strange okay what happened in uh, al jalil camp okay there was uh, a baby that affected by the virus okay yeah. and they were uh, and they were asking they were asking someone okay baby the age is almost one year okay and they were they were trying to find a nurse sitting with him okay and taking care of him no one from uh, all the international organizations accept uh, okay or find a nurse to stay with this uh, child okay even from anirwa even from anirwa Okay, so at least they found, uh, at the end, they found a babysitter, okay, she accepted to stay with him. With him. Actually, most of the organizations, most of them, okay, they are doing the light uh, line of the service, actually, the mm-hmm. light line. Yeah, uh, doing a campaign, awareness campaign, Uh, trying to produce some materials to uh, let people know what's, uh, what's going on and so on. But who's controlling the system and that people accept the system to, work, uh, to follow during this period? No one has this power. No one has this power at, at all. Mm. Even Anirwa, uh, because Anirwa because is responsible for uh, refugees here in Lebanon, they have a big uh, deficit and they always, they always are trying to benefit from the NGOs, what they have, and they try to put it in a frame, like coordination uh, frame. Yeah. But uh, what they are offering, uh, it's, it's very little actually. And, uh, fr- from be- beginning of the crisis, let's say, or beginning of the virus, okay. Now, now, other ones start to give uh, some uh, financial support to the people. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but people inside the camps, they don't have any opportunity to work. They don't have any income to, mm. stay, uh, to stay alive. So, uh, They ignore, they, they try to ignore, 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 yeah. But uh, Hisham, like, let's, and because that's the situation also in Lebanon, it's not just in the camps about like, no internet, no electricity. And it's hard for, because now everything is virtual, like you can't do anything, you can't contact, you can't connect. How these NGOs or these or international organizations do their work or do their job mm. with, with the people in, in the camps? Like how, how it works like in the daily life? Okay. Okay, I, I, okay I, I give you an idea of what's, uh, what's going on now. Uh, on now with UNICEF, okay. 
UNICEF now, now at this moment, okay, uh, with our also uh, recommendations and meetings, they agreed, okay, to try to find some jobs or uh, to support some initiatives for youth to uh, to earn money. Okay, because we know people, the people there, they don't have any income. So some initiatives look like uh, exactly let the youth do uh, awareness campaign to other youth. Okay, some initiatives like uh, we have uh, stories, okay, and uh, people who has a sound system can put the sound system in their roof, okay, in their, uh, yeah, and uh, turn on the radio or the web, okay, and put stories for the community to enjoy, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so some uh, some initiatives for women to uh, do uh, or to cook to other families, okay? Uh, and we give them like a, not a fee, like incentive for her, and she support the other families, okay? So she will have some income, yeah. So these are some initiatives now we are working on them. Uh, yeah, and these are some uh, channels and it's a challenge for the community to earn some money. But this is, don't forget that UNICEF can't, um, can't cover all the communities actually, uh, the communities, this is part, but at the end, at the end, we have to find, to find another uh, sources or another tools. For Anerwa, like, let's say Anerwa, because it, as I said, they are responsible, okay, the main party, okay, they don't offer too much, actually, and some voices from the government, they were saying or encouraging Anerwa to take, to be responsible and take their role inside the camps, yeah. Some uh, local NGOs, okay, and international NGOs, they are trying to help to help in the hygiene and uh, some services. But even that, I can say it's 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 really light, uh, light things. You don't imagine the needs inside the camps. The needs inside the camps is very big, actually, because from years ago, most of the international organizations, they are trying to ignore and trying to run away from this area, okay? Yeah. And this is why most of the youth, they, they start to try to find another ways uh, to run uh, from the camps and go out, go outside uh, go outside and some families left their houses and uh, inside the camps because uh, too much people live there okay and uh, different nationalities some camps uh, like Shatila camp now if you go there, Around only ten or to ten or to twelve percent only Palestinian and other they are new nationalities like Syrian, like Bangladesh, like uh, from Sudan, from uh, yeah, yeah, different people who live there or, or even Lebanese actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
How come Lebanese lives in refugee camps? Because, because inside the camps, uh, the, the, prices. Uh, the prices are cheap. Oh, okay, oh. I'll tell you, like, Burjo, let's say, Maria's camp, it's in UNESCO area. UNESCO area is a really very nice area. And the camp is, uh, it's nice, but it's not like uh, UNESCO area. So people, people who pay the rent of the house in, in the uh, Marlias camp, they pay maybe $100, $200, okay. Mm-hmm. But if they go just two minutes by car or one minute by car, okay, even, uh, or even one border, not, not minute, by walking, okay, mm-hmm. you, you have to pay around $1,000. Wow. So people, so people, they prefer to yeah, mm-hmm. to find because things are very ex- expensive. Mm-hmm. So to find a way to to let camp. And there is no law like to say that this is the camp is just for Palestinian. Anybody can yeah. rent there, so it's okay. Okay, wow, yeah. I didn't know about this. How how is the water situation? Is there is there running water in refugee camps? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, actually, yes. And there are some um, uh, some projects from uh, some international NGOs who support this issue. Uh, or, yeah. But in in Beirut, the water is uh, let's say in Beirut because I know Beirut very well. Okay, but the water in Beirut is not uh, very good. Yeah. But this is not the main. I the main. Uh, issues for the camps in the water but the the main issue is is the electricity inside the camps there is no electricity actually and electricity cut more than uh, 18 hours sometimes and uh, because uh, who's uh, who's responsible for that electricity is the popular community committee and also the anarwa Okay, so some so sometimes they don't pay the fees to the government. Okay, because otherwise they have to pay some fees uh, fees to the government. Yeah, even even that the, the electricity in Lebanon is not very good. So sometimes they don't have a fuel to give to the to these camps. So mm-hmm. they prefer to marginalize or to ignore these camps and to give to another area, not to this uh, to this area. Mm-hmm. But Hisham, the electricity in the camps is less comparing to the cities, like... Of course, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you were talking about the youths that they leave the camps because it's what the situation is uh, harsh inside. What do they do when they leave the camp? Where do they go? What do they do? How do they live outside of the camp? Some, some of them, uh, they travel or they move to Europe. Most of them, most of them. Mm-hmm. Others, others, uh, they try to find a new opportunity in another areas. Okay, and uh, and this is why uh, some gatherings established. Okay, by the families or by the youth actually, and now they they have a big uh, numbers of people who live in this area or, or in that area. Let me give you an example. Uh, what what is any area? What is, what is the area? Years ago, it, there was only five families or ten families, uh, Palestinian families. But now there are twenty thousand persons mm-hmm. who live there. So, 
because they start uh, open some uh, shops and uh, try to find some opportunities and so on. But even the, the shops, uh, any people who open the shops there or, uh, or associations, they are not legal. So sometimes if the government want to uh, stop them, they can stop them by one uh, movement, okay? So people live there in a, not in a solid uh, ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also like uh, about saying that youth, uh, most of them, they travel, it's like one like percent because if you don't have family outside like to to support or to just help you to take a visa it's it's not possible it's not possible to 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 get a visa and travel so it's like it's not about it's the like travel. A it, it, it's not related about the visa because because uh, the youth who go to uh, to europe or the, uh, to find uh, another uh, chance actually some some or some of them uh, they go to uh, in the past okay uh, they were going to the Syria from Syria to Turkey okay from Turkey go by the sea to the yeah uh, so it's not Greece, legal and so it's not legal okay yeah and so uh, yeah and so and some of them uh, of course they are legal okay and some some of them they were uh, issuing a Turkey visa and go to Turkey and go by the sea to Athens and so on to the Greece yeah so, but even that, is, most of them, because because I did actually some films or, or three or four films with these kind of people who travel to Europe. Okay, mm -hmm. some of them, some of them they went to uh, Sweden, uh, Sweden. Some of them went to the Germany. Some of them went to other uh, areas. So, uh, most of them or some of them they don't have any families actually seen. They just uh, want to run away from this area or from this society or community. Because some of them, they told me, uh, my father lived in this situation and I was living in the same situation like my father. I don't want my son to live same situation like mm. me and, and his grandfather or mother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, and this is why most of them, uh, most of them, they uh, go and they know that it's, a, it's a dangerous actually, it's very, very dangerous and risky, yeah. And, so, and some of them, the last, the, the last trips or, or was going from Lebanon. There was a big mafia here in Lebanon, okay? They were issuing a visa for you to go to Brazil, okay? Mm -hmm. And go from here to Sri Lanka, from Sri Lanka, to Brazil, from Brazil go uh, to Colombia, from Colombia go to uh, Spain, and if in Spain they ask you to uh, enter to the country. Okay, they go. So it was a long trip how to enter to some Europe countries. Okay, yes, wow. and if for, for four or five days, just traveling, 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 because you do sky and uh, transit in one uh, in Europe. Okay and enter to this uh, city or to this uh, country. Mm. So many people actually did this, many, many people. And some people, uh, they uh, paid too much. You ask me from where they brought money, uh, I, tell, I can tell you, uh, one of my friends, uh, he asked me to uh, give him some money and we will return 
them back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do this actually because people here also, they still believe in helping and supporting to find a new chance or opportunities for these kind of people. Yeah. I know the art is your, your tool to, to work. And what do you do during these difficult times? What, uh, how, do you, how do you work now? Remote, uh, remotely actually, uh, everything online actually, everything we're doing online. We, uh, we produce uh, some games uh, that the families, uh, the parents and the children can, uh, uh, the uh, parents and the children can play inside the home. We also produce some skills or uh, soft skills uh, to, like webinars uh, to the youth to uh, use it to help them uh, during this uh, situation. We also uh, distrib uh, were uh, distributing some vouchers for families to help them. Also, we uh, we still giving uh, some uh, psychosocial support to the beneficiaries that we work with. Uh, of course, online. Uh, everything is online actually mm -hmm. uh, so uh, and also now uh, we are trying to I was saying about the initiatives about the storytelling initiative actually uh, in, in Al Jalil camp we use the mosque microphone actually you see and we put the, the stories in wow. the, uh, mics so so, so uh, people listen to the stories before before iftar, yeah, it's really very nice, really very nice, yeah, yeah. The, 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 this is it. Yeah. And now we have another uh, ideas we, we want to produce, and I hope we can success on this to produce uh, uh, stories from the from homes actually, oh, and this is can be done by the mothers, uh, yeah, yeah, by, by the woman. I hope we can success to make this. To ask to ask each woman to write a story from five pages, and we can give him as a, an incentive, like, like let's say one hundred dollars, mm -hmm. uh, and we can produce these stories in a book. That's amazing. So this, uh, mm. so, so in this way, we can support them by uh, by this initiatives or by, or by this incentive, and also we can uh, have a, a nice story from her about what happened during this uh, period with her family, with her husband, what she discovered uh, fr from myself. I, I discovered my children. Actually, it's the first time in my life I stay, <laughs> or I know my children how they think. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh wow! What a beautiful project. Uh, Hisham, tell me why storytelling is important for you. Actually, storytelling is important for you. Uh, it's uh, it's from our uh, history. I I don't know if you know uh, our experience in collecting the Palestinian uh, Palestinian oral history and the Syrian oral oral history, and we have a big experience uh, in. Uh, collecting, uh, indexing, uh, sorting, and also distributing, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, in our library, we have around 450 uh, stories from the Syrian communities, and we have a huge number, huge numbers of the stories from the Palestinian communities also uh, in our uh, library. 
And also we train, we train storytellers uh, in these uh, stories, how to use it uh, with the children and so on. So uh, very nice to let the, these communities uh, be involved with their roots. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, all of us, I remember my uh, my mother, when she was telling me some stories. I really was very happy. Until now, I it's in my ears, actually, yeah. But uh, because of the internet and the computer, most of the children, they want to have uh, their Facebook or uh, Instagram and forget or ignoring, or, or, or they don't know anything about uh, their heritage actually so and this is why we we have to go to the roots actually we have to go back to the roots and uh, to see how much we have uh, our culture is very rich actually mm. and can learn from these kind of stories some of the project you did with youths can you explain to can you tell us about it yeah, of course. Uh, actually, some projects we, we, we have a capacity program for all the NGOs staff uh, during summer. We have an encounter called General, General Summer Encounter that gathering uh, around uh, or between 140 and 170 uh, persons from the NGO staff, they, uh, they discover new techniques in learning, they, uh, they do network, they, they learn uh, some tools to use it with, with the children uh, or with the youth. Yeah, and, and this is the biggest uh, actually event in Lebanon. Uh, that gave the, the Palestinian and the Syrian and the Lebanese activists. Yeah. Okay. Also, another another program that we have, which is very important, Aljana has a mobile theater, and it's mm -hmm. the only theater okay. that it, it's a big theater actually. It, it's it's like any uh, professional theater in the world. Yeah. And usually uh, we do uh, music events inside the camps. Yeah. And we invite also famous singers or bands, yeah, and some singers and bands, they don't have any uh, feedback about these communities. And this is actually under our project, the Conflict Transformation Project, because uh, when we do these kind of events inside the camp, and people who love or like this singer or this, uh, this band, they will go to watch or to attend this performance. So when they go to enter to the camps, they will suffer from the checkpoints, they will uh, communicate with the people there, they will discover the people, uh, how they are living, because also in Lebanon, most, most of the people, they don't know exactly what it means a refugee and how people live inside the camps okay so even that we do like a, let's say a, an invitation a lunch invitation for the band with a family a local family so to, to, to share uh, ideas or and to, to, to share uh, subjects uh, to talk uh, yeah and in this way we can really have a strong bridge between the two communities. Yeah, another project that we have also, we have a Kamji, Kamji project that uh, it's a media platform. This is the strongest platform or media platform that focusing on the refugees issues. Because the broadcasters here in Lebanon, or the media uh, broadcasters in Lebanon, they don't say the truth actually. And they don't mm -hmm. have the positive, the positive initiatives from the refugees. They always show the bad, not only the bad, the, 
underlying things about the refugees here. So we try to give the truth, yeah, and the most important for uh, this uh, platform is that uh, persons who work in this, uh, in this uh, platform, uh, most of them, they are uh, refugees from the camps and they don't have experience in working as a, working as a journalist. Yeah, we give, uh, we give them a big program uh, was supported by DW Academia, Deutsche Welle, if you know them or not. It's a German uh, media uh, organization. For, for one year and and we gave them like a kind of a job actually because they produce films and we pay to them as a freelancers and so on and we give them we, we give them also a tools uh, to express their issues another project that we have which is a very big project it's called Shabab Life and it's a project uh, in Lebanon uh, Jordan uh, Palestine Morocco Algeria and uh, Tunisia is, and the main idea of this project is to make a cooperation between the broadcasters and the local NGOs, yeah, for uh, and to, to, to give a space for the uh, youth to uh, to say and express their issues in media and to let the broadcasters also develop the NGOs skills in producing media and uh, producing media, yeah. So this is really a very big project, also working for, working with it. Also, we have many projects like uh, focusing on films. Uh, we organize a film festival that focusing on youth, and the most important is a film festival focusing on films made by children and by youth. And it's the only it's a, it's a unique festival because uh, it's not films made by professionals to say what youth wants. It's from youth to say what we want to change or to uh, how we want to make the changes actually. Yeah, and most of the activities we do it in mobile activities. Yeah, I mean, we do it in Beirut, we do it in other areas in Lebanon to actually distribute it and to let people share uh, this kind of experience. And how how this all this work you do with with children with youth? How does it affect their life? How do you see the change? <laughs> Look, uh, actually, I believe in uh, the long-term projects. I don't, I don't believe in the short-term projects. Yeah, because because if you want to really build uh, or to give skills, uh, it's not only by one time or one chance for you to to come and go, to go. And this is why most of our projects is uh, for uh, three years, four years, and some of them they are ten for ten years. Yeah. Like the, uh, I, I give an example. We had um, in the in the uh, previous years we had some people uh, like like Ahmed Al Aidi. Mm -hmm. uh, his age was nine years. He started with us in the, when his age was nine years. And and Ahmed Al Aidi, uh, they call it uh, non non ID. Uh, these people they don't have a papers uh, and they don't go to the uh, schools and so on. So. He stays with us, I and mean, we were working with him from nine years to his age 24. And, and, and in 24, we helped him. First of all, we helped him in, to take uh, or, to, or to get a scholarship, okay, here in Lebanon, okay. And he was in the famous uh, university, uh, LAU, BUC, Sabicon. Uh, Okay, and also now he's a big engineering in uh, Norway, Norway, actually. 
Eh? He's not more. Okay. Another, another. Uh, I give you an example. We had an example. Uh, we, we have a project called We Exist, and from this project there were 33 uh, children when we started. But we, we, what we worked with them for seven, seven eight years actually with these children. From 33 children, exactly 29 of them. They continue their education and they graduated as some of them doctors, some of them university uh, engineering, some of them, uh, uh, they made their future actually. Yeah, this is really a good example. Uh, good examples how you affect. We know the big number is, uh, we don't care about the big number, but we care about the changes that what we believe and how, how and how we work with. Yeah, <clears throat> and this is why, I mean, till now, I mean, Al Jana actually. The age of the Arjana is almost 29 years. No, no now, now it's 30 years. Now, 30 years. And from, uh, I, I'm working here at Arjana since 92. Okay, from 92 to now, I see Arjana, the curve of Arjana like, look like, like this, still up, which is really very good, yeah. And it's really, and you feel how much you are affected, the people at the youth. And I want to add here something. It's like uh, the, the, the <coughs> nice thing about it, it's, it's like a net. It's not just like they are focusing on youth, but in the same time, because they can't reach to everyone. So what they do also every year, they have this g- uh, gathering. Uh, they call it the Brahmana camp. They invited uh, uh, artists from the whole world. Sometimes they invite clowns, whatever. And uh, they bring all the educators, artists, activists in Lebanon, and especially in the refugees camp, and they do workshops with them so that they can do their work with the children and youth later. It's, it's very important also, this, this, uh, these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Why do you think art is important? Why you chose art to help people? <laughs> it's really a good question because it's, it, it is the visa. It is your passport, actually. Mm. Uh, it is. Uh, this is my question. It, it is the passport to be a refugee. You have to be an artist. If if you need a passport, you have to be an artist. <laughs> this is. This is. This is. That's passport in which way? <laughs> I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you my story. I tell you my story. Yes, please. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I I started with the, my first uh, education was business uh, administration. Okay, so I try. I tried actually to travel, but no one. Uh, this was in '95. Uh, I tried to travel, but no one was giving me any visa. So, after that, after that, I, I changed my field and I studied fine arts. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and also during that period, I also uh, start to discover the media. What it means the media, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Matar he adopted me and he learned me exactly how you can make a film. Okay, and I did my first film. And when I did my first film in '98, okay, I applied to get a visa. Okay. At, uh, to Italy, okay. So 
uh, and it was in uh, Venice International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. They accepted they accepted my film. Okay, and I applied uh, to get a visa, and the uh, embassy here they refused. I called the I called the the festival, and I called them. What happened to me exactly? One, two, three. They they told me, okay, what I suggest for one day. After one hour, they called me and they told me, please go and get your visa. And, the, and since that time till now. I have, I, I traveled for uh, more than 35 uh, countries actually. Mm -hmm. And no one stopped me, uh, uh, and no one refused my, uh, my uh, application actually. And uh, I always encourage uh, Palestinian uh, youth to, uh, who has uh, uh, really skills, uh, okay. Uh, arts is very important to make your changes. Why do you think your traveling, going to different places, was so important for your work? For your message, at least you were going to have, and you had, you have a message. First of all, it's healthy. Second, second, okay, it's good to uh, develop your vision actually, and to, uh, to also to express your issues to the different people that you believe. Uh, that you can make the changes okay yeah mm -hmm. uh, third things you 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 have to believe about your issues about your uh, about what you are talking about about uh, your uh, mission and vision okay so we are working with the, with the refugees so they ask you really to be their voices, to be the, uh, uh, so, and this is why exactly we have to, when we, when we travel or, or when we go outside, we have to tell the truth about these kind of community, communities, because we need people to help these kind of communities and to give them another uh, choice. Uh, it's not acceptable, actually, people from here, from 72 years uh, ago, and they are still the same. Same history, same suffering, same education, same uh, services. Uh, this is not acceptable, actually. We, we, we are in this century uh, to make the changes. We, 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 our generation is completely than different than any generation in the world. So why we have to live like just to listen and to say, yes, we can make what you want. We have to make what we want. What is the international community's responsibility? What do you think about that? About what's happening to Palestinian? I think they, they have a big responsibilities. They don't, they don't give this um, issue the, uh, the value, actually. They just take channel issue. Layer, the surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they just work in the layers, but not in the content, actually. Yeah, all of them, all of them, and, and all, all of them also, they, uh, they benefit from the Palestinian issue, actually. Uh, years ago, years ago, most of the Arab president, uh, when they want to be a president, they have to use the Palestinian issues, actually. Even, even now, what's happening in Iran and Hezbollah and also, they use the Palestinian issues uh, I mean, to be on the table or to be on the ground. And, uh, and they use it in a very bad uh, way. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Lucy, do you have any question? 
just I want uh, Hisham to ask you about like now, like the psychology, maybe this is we should ask before the psychological and like now mental, uh, if they have, especially with youth, I'm focusing about youth because I know that they are the most affected, like especially be before it was, this is the issue, like they don't have the rights to, to study or to work. And now it's like with the, with the pandemic, it's more and more. Mm -hmm. So are you doing like, are, or Aljana, are they are focusing on, on something like specific to just help the, the youth in, in this hard uh, crisis or, or what? Yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, actually, we have a specialist here in our center. Yeah, she's a member in the big, uh, big community uh, with UNICEF. Yeah, and they are producing some tools, uh, and they also uh, they develop uh, some programs, uh, some program programs for them, Spe especially in the w w working in the feelings. Uh, okay, and how to. W work uh, inside the houses during the, this kind of the, uh, time, uh, yeah. But before we, we end, uh, uh, Hisham, if you like to tell us something that we didn't ask you and it, you want to share with us. Mm. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question, yeah. It's a a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the most difficult question actually. <laughs> no, the if I have something, I will let you know. <laughs> but, sure, sure. <laughs> but, 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 but really, it, it, it was nice talking to you and see Luz also. We miss her. Yeah. It was very great to see you. It's really great to know yeah. you. That's, that's wonderful. Hopefully, after this pandemic, uh, you can come to Montreal. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Shara you, Nisha. And talk later. Yes. Okay. Thank you so Bye. 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 The music that we use for this episode is Bella Chow played by a young Palestinian girl and her father from Gaza during this pandemic. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.